0: Certainly, try to be very clear and distinct whenever we discuss uh, anything that is even slightly controversial or uh, upsetting sure. to people. Because that's, that's actually the last thing that we want to do in this podcast is make anybody upset or frustrated. I'm waiting for the butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suggest Pornhub.com. There's plenty of it there. <laughs> uh <laughs> I literally go waiting. Enter. Oh, there's 18 pages. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, th- there's a couple of things I wanted to discuss. Uh, one, I definitely wanted to give a warning for. Uh, but I'll talk about this first, and that is it has been interesting over the past few days looking at the, uh, the reviews for the Eternals. Hmm. Uh, it's been very, very interesting. So, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but even from the jump, we talked a little bit about this last week. But uh, even from the jump, the uh, the professional critics have been panning the Eternals. I mean, it's it's been kind of crazy because I never thought I'd see the day where I guess, like, spoiler alert, where uh, I would be in agreement with like professional critics uh, because more times than not, their reviews are they're just shield, you know, they're just shields. They're just, uh, you know, saying whatever they need to say in order to tow the company line, mm-hmm. uh, which is, uh, pretty ridiculous. Um, but here with the Eternals, for some reason, man, like the, and it's so ironic that the most, uh, the most diverse, the most quote unquote woke MCU movie is the one that is being the most panned by the critics who usually lap shit like that up. And here they're panning it. Now, what's interesting is that also on Rotten Tomatoes is that the fan reception uh, is sitting at like an 81% while the critic reception is below 50%. Uh, What is also ironic is that either last week or the week before last, you and I spoke about how it could could definitely be argued that Rotten Tomatoes uh, tampers with reviews. And what is even more ironic on top of the irony of the with there, Kevin, is that when we spoke about this, I distinctly remember saying that one reason why I kind of always felt like that is because the number of reviews or the or percentage never matched uh, the actual number of reviews that were written out. Okay. And it looks that way again for like the positive fan reception for this movie. Now, I'm not saying that's the case. Maybe there's just a ton of people out there who truly think that this is a five-star masterpiece. But if you look at the actual reviews uh, that are written out, yeah, compared to the number of positive reviews, it still does not add up. And now, there's also, you know, this anecdotal stuff that we get into. We could talk about the anecdotal evidence where people said that they have downvoted the movie and it never showed up where they have left negative reviews and it didn't show up. But again, that's anecdotal. That's here or there. That could be anything. Or it could be Rotten Tomatoes at work doing what Rotten Tomato does. Uh,
1: how do you say
0: fucking bingo? <laughs> yeah, bud. Uh, One more thing I wanted to say about this is that uh regardless of what you think about the Eternals, there was something that I saw Actually, earlier this morning, that made my stomach churn, hmm. and thank goodness I don't remember the name of uh, of, of this uh, this this company that put this out. Uh, but it was fucking disgusting, and what they were saying is basically that the only reason why people are so negative on the Eternals is because it's directed by Chloe Zhao, a woman, and that had it been a man. They were insinuating that the reviews would have been much more positive, And they were dead ass Bro. serious. They were dead ass serious. And again, I, I almost wish I remembered the name of the people who said this. They were Bro. the most MCU dick sucking people I have ever seen in my entire life. It was it was cringe. So that's th- disgusting. It is. That's fucking gross. It is. I'm, what's what's I'm, even more gross? I'm upset. You
1: like I'm <laughs> upset that existed. Like why My brain was content this whole fucking day before you brought that up, and now it's like, man, that is a gross, blatant self defense. That that I mean, that that's exactly what it is. One, you're pandering to the MCU because you're just an MCU fan company, which again. You can jump off that dick any day now. We understand you're MCU fans, and there' nothing wrong with that. Obviously, I e look at us. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when shit's bad, that don't you mean you still gotta out. suck that that that
0: limp dick. It's okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, and that you could have said anything. You know, you could have said, "Well, people don't like this movie because it's different." Right. But, but to put up the 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 limp defense that. People don't like the eternal... First of all, Kevin, I guarantee you, 90% of the moviegoers have no fucking clue who directed the movie or the gender of the person who directed the
1: movie. And to the
0: 10% who did know... They didn't give a shit. They
1: don't give a shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So to automatically... Because what what that insinuates is that people are so sexist...
1: 3% to the 10% did not even know how to say her fucking name. (laughs)
0: I mean, can we just look at the fact that maybe, maybe this is just a really big project for somebody who had only done three movies? Yeah. Yeah. That, that is fair to say.
1: And then again, uh, one, one aspect, one very clever plot hole in the MCU perfect dumb that is, oh, their movies that come out are always great, um... One working theory. Now, again, this is a theory because all of our speculation is, you know, oh, so truthful because we've worked on all the movie sets there are, obviously. (laughs) Uh, No, to to be completely non-facetious, we have not. But a young director who doesn't have a lot of movies but, you know, a little bit of popularity under their belt. Can easily be hired on by a large, powerful corporation, i.e., Disney and the MCU, and more easily coerced into doing whatever the corporation and the producers want, rather than a really big director's name, i.e., your your Christopher Nolan, your 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 Scorsese, you right? Know, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, not saying that she was bought out. But there's always a chance of a younger director being more easily bought out or even pushed around more realistically.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I'd be hesitant to use the term bought out. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm more along the line of, hey, we should put this in the movie. Oh, that doesn't really make sense. Oh, we should put this in the movie. I'm paying for it. mm
0: -hmm. You know,
1: shit like that.
0: Yeah. And uh, I guess just one more thing about like the, uh, the the fuckheads who said that you know people didn't like the movie because it was directed by a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, where was that logic when Wonder Woman came out and it received rave reviews? Mm-hmm. Patty Jenkins is a woman who directed yeah. Wonder Woman, so your your logic doesn't hold up. It just is your your argument is very void of logic, and I. I hope that they're just shilling for Marvel and that they don't really think that. I hope they don't really think that. Honestly, bro, I, it sounds, I don't
1: know, it, mm. it seems desperate. And, you know, no one ever likes to team up with a desperate son of a bitch. Mm. But uh, it seems like a desperate attempt to just claw their way for, like, angry reactions and clickbait and, like, hey, please pay attention to me because I said something stupid what it sounds like, but the way that well, I they mean, said we've it... We've all known that at least yeah. one
0: asshole like that, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. The way that they said it, man, you can tell that they spent so much of their time in echo chambers, in rooms surrounded with people who probably think the exact same things. Uh, but, yeah, which is interesting. Um, mm. But, you know, another piece of uh, interesting news here is that uh, despite... Uh, all of, uh, if, if you look online right now, you would think that The Eternals is doing just phenomenally well. Uh, it's not. Uh, you you actually read
1: a lot of those reviews. Yeah.
0: I mean, not even like the reviews, but like from a, a, a money standpoint, it's not doing Oh, really? Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. What What are the numbers? Do you happen to know
0: them? Uh, not at the top of my head. Okay. No.
1: I'll look them up real quick. Cause you got me intrigued, uh, cause
0: that's what really rates the fucking movie, you know? <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, like it's it's so funny because when we did our review, we went an hour and forty minutes on that review, and uh, here's the here's the funny thing. Now, once that we mentioned how yes, this movie is a is can be a wee bit pandering, yes, it is, uh, it is Marvel's attempt to parade diversity. Uh, we never once mentioned that because there's just so much with the movie that deserves to be tore down that we didn't have the time or energy to really even to look at that or to speculate what. Their goal was with that, Uh, but one thing right now that we have to remember is that uh, Bob Chapek is the one who is, of course, he's the CEO of Disney right now, uh, Mr. Chapek. And if if things don't go the way that Mr. Chapek wants them to go, uh, he will give word to Kevin Feige, in which case things will change. Now, what that means is obtaining anyone's guess, but it is something to keep in mind. So I did find the numbers, actually. According to uh, CNBC, not a sponsor,
1: we have here that Marvel's Eternals tallies a $71 million opening at domestic box office. Um, that's not good. Yeah. Well, uh, not for an MCU product. Not for an yeah. MCU
0: product. And uh, I believe that that it was stated that if you compare it to Shang Chi, if you compare it to even uh, Black Widow, uh, Black Widow, which also came out on Disney Plus as well as theaters, I believe that both of those movies still had better opening weekends than the Eternals.
1: Oh, and also Damn. Venom,
0: also Venom Two as well, uh, had better opening numbers. The kid in the back of the class. Damn. <laughs> And again, that's not to shit on the movie or to speak to the quality of the movie. We've already said our piece about that, uh, but that, that that is to show that even though you're seeing that, that's that's to show that optics are everything. Because if you if you go to any site that is pro MCU all the way, you will only see news that are, that's praising the Eternals and that's lauding it. And they're saying that it is is a fantastic movie that is doing fantastically well. And you don't see the other side of this. Mm. And the other side of this says that, okay, a lot of people didn't like this movie. Hell, this is the first time that any MCU movie has dipped below 60%, better yet 50%. Mm. From a critic standpoint, you couldn't get the fucking critics to like your movie? I don't even know what to think about that. They got paid to watch a movie. <laughs> right. The critics normally uh, normally love to pretend that every single film is, is fucking great so that they can keep coming back and being the good graces of these companies. Mm. So it, it does say to me, it says something. And now what exactly it means, I, I don't know. But it does say something here. Um, the Eternals, again... Uh, we said this during the uh, the review, but the Eternals was definitely Marvel's uh, attempt, the MCU's attempt to show that they can do anything and succeed. Um, sometimes a little bit of humility is needed. Uh, <laughs> even if you are the, the giant gargantuan uh, monstrosity that is the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I, I'll say this much and then I, I'll let it be. Uh no, we both agree that uh, we think Spidey 3 is going to be fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, oh, best superhero movie of the year. is so what we're both still thinking. What we both have thought all year. I'm, um, sorry, I'm worried, bro. I, I'm not really concerned about Spidey 3. I think it's going to be a banger. Um, but Bro,
1: I, I, I think it's going to be a banger. I have so much hope in it, too. And it's like my hope that is like it's making me dangle year where I'm just like, man, I I have so much evidence that the movie's gonna be amazing. I know it's gonna be super awesome, but then there's just like that little pessimistic asshole that forever lives in my brain. That little anxiety that's like Mm -hmm.
0: Well now Bro, they surprised you a few times this year, bro. When I surprised you a bit speaking speaking fairly though, you said that same thing before Infinity War came out. How there's that little bit of anxiety. That's because I have
1: so much like high hopes for the movie. And it's like what if it sucks? You know, and I feel like it's this. You're right. That's a perfect example because it's like Infinity War was dope. Mm-hmm. It was one of the best MCU movies. You know, and this has potential of jumping up to the same and even similar ranks. I'm just worried, man. I'm I'm gonna worry. Mm-hmm. That's that's okay. And um, I just really don't want it to suck, man. <laughs> that's all. I'm I'm cool. I'm I'm gonna go watch it. Don't get me wrong. I just don't. Want Suck,
0: yeah. I uh, I think that for me, uh, that's in similar waters to like Endgame or Infinity yeah. War. Like, I don't think it's gonna suck, I, don't, I think the odds are extremely low.
1: Well, I don't think it's gonna suck again. I just hope it don't,
0: yeah. 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 Um, but I, I say all that just to say that I gotta be honest, Phase 4 is by far the weakest phase so far, yes, agreed. And they need a Spider Man 3. <laughs> Thank goodness face as a spider man 3 now uh next year could really turn it around for phase four uh do we know like what the the no we don't even know yet what like the the big you know uh phase four movie is yet like i mean the the, the capstone um uh, but but also each phase lasts you know four to five years so they got obviously plenty of time yeah uh but i mean next year will definitely be a better year for them uh you know with doctor strange 2... Uh, Black Panther Two, Thor Four, um, they're they're definitely going to make a shit ton of money Yeah. Next year, and that's also not to include their uh, Disney Plus shows. But as far as uh, Phase Four goes, as of now, uh, it's by far the weakest of the phase phases. Um, but also, again, they're still very very young in this phase, and there's a lot that can happen. Yeah. So you know, uh, got to be objective with it all, but also I got to be honest. So. Uh, there is that. Uh, I was going to talk a little bit about something for uh, for Black Panther two, but I think for now I'm going to hold my tongue on it. I might talk to you about it after uh, the right. pod is over. I, I'd, I'd like to
1: know what's up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's see about that. But yeah, let's go ahead and uh, start this thing you, yeah. bro.
0: Homies, welcome back to another episode of the Superhero Homies Podcast. My name is Quentin, and as always, I am here with the homie Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode.
1: Well, uh, as we had uh, another impressive cold open, unfortunately uh, teetering on some unfortunate thoughts and some unfortunate revelations, uh, we do have some good news in the chamber. We did get uh, an awesome message from one of the longtime homies, uh, uh, Mr. Chris, listening out there, first name only. How you doing, brother? Uh, We got your message, and I did definitely have to announce to you as I told Q earlier off mic, bro, you already know I listened to the Wolverines, uh, the, uh, the Wolverine podcast produced by Marvel. Shit was dope, dude. It was pretty good. Like I, I told you that. Yeah. Um, I listened to it during my cross country road trip earlier this year, and um, season one, extraordinary, really well done. I really dug the whole vibe. They really got their tone and mastered it. So good. Season two did like it as much, but it was still pretty mm. fucking good. So, Chris, you you know some good content, brother. Thank you for listening to only the best shows, including
0: our own. <laughs> uh, and a little bit of context for the homies listening: uh, uh, the homie uh, Chris hit us up and and said that you know he he really appreciated our tunus review. Uh, we saved him some money uh, and some time, <laughs> and uh, he, you know he's gonna he's gonna you know uh, do do the smart thing and just wait for the shit to come out on Disney Plus. I, I do not blame him uh, at all for that. Yeah. yeah. And then this one, he also mentioned that, uh, the, uh, the Marvel, uh, story podcast, uh, they're out and he mentioned how he had listened to several of them. and He, uh, even named some off. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's where, uh, that came from. And yeah, uh, Kevin, you have listened actually to some of them. Oh yeah, So hell yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, uh, give some of them a listen to, uh, the, the, the really sounded, uh, interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, sure, the are, homie
1: um, Sam mentioned that to me as well, actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so shout out to you, Chris. Uh, always, muchas gracias for the message, brother. Hell
0: yeah! Yeah, I, I will say this also, and this is just like for me. Sure. Uh, well, I, I have a I have a hard time getting into narrative podcast. Hmm. Uh, I, I have a much easier time. No bias here, but I have okay. a much easier time getting into conversational podcast. Uh, Because for me, it's more, I guess, more engaging. I feel like I, even though I'm not contributing, I feel like I'm at least there listening in. Yeah. Back and forth the conversation. But with the narrative piece, my mind will quickly drift off. And then when I come back, I'm like, where the fuck are we? I I can (laughs) understand that. Admittedly, I like both. Because Mm -hmm. some of my
1: favorite podcasts have been more narrative. Um, And of course, I could give examples, but that would add another hour to this. (laughs) Uh, But... I I like both. I like both. It really depends on the content itself because there's some narrative, you're right, where it's like the first two episodes might be really awesome, just complete straight fire. And then like the rest of like that first 10 set of episodes is going to be like, all right, I see you blew your load early. Mm. And I'm sitting here thinking about what I'm doing with like uh, the physical task in front of me or the road ahead. And it's like, ah, this shit got boring. It happens. It does. It does. But that one is actually uh,
0: the Marvel content, uh, at least the Wolverine podcast, is not. But today, homies, we're here to talk to you guys about the latest DC animated film. Uh, They have recently done an adaptation of Injustice, uh, which is quite interesting. I remember distinctly that uh, as soon as we did uh, our year five review, it was announced that they were doing an Injustice movie, And I was like, "Oh, DC must listen to the podcast (laughs) because clearly that's what happened there." Clearly, (laughs) without (laughs) a doubt. right, Uh, but yeah. So the Injustice uh, movie was announced, uh, you know, many, many months ago, and uh, it just recently came out uh, about one or two weeks ago. And here we are now uh, reviewing it. We have seen it. I have actually, I've seen it twice now. You have, you have, you have. And uh, we are now here to discuss it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, uh with, with that being said, homies, um you know, again, Kevin and I we we covered all 5 years. Hell yeah. Uh and with that being said, for this review, it will be completely spoiler filled, so don't don't expect to listen to this uh, and not be spoiled by anything that happens. So we're going to break the the movie rule and cool. this will be a full uh full-on spoiler uh podcast. Go
1: easy on us for those of you who just said Oh man, because we are starting to record this at eleven fourteen at night our time or ten fourteen night our time. We have not updated the clock in the kitchen yet. Um. So yeah, and also just to give a little bit more context too, uh, for the longtime listeners, you already know. But for the listeners who may not, you know, might not have hit up the entire catalog of superhero homie content, the Injustice storyline is one that Q and I are intimately familiar with. It is something that we've reviewed. Every bit of, and we actually made it a like a, a pseudo tr- a summer tradition to actually go over the different years, um, at least for as long as there was, you know, content to go <laughs> over. Now, unfortunately, uh, we're finished.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, th- th- there's, ten- there's technically more. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if I'm really uh, invested to, to get into that. Oh, good. Me neither. <laughs> um,
1: that being said, it's been a pretty, uh, pretty cool storyline, and oh, yeah. of course, the news that the movie was coming out was comical because of the timing of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here we are,
0: finally at the
1: uh, the end of that rat race.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so with this injustice movie, uh, this was a very interesting project. Something that uh, that we spoke about. I don't remember if this was on or off mic. I feel like it was on mic. Mm. Uh, but when, th- when the news broke, I remember uh, that, you know, we were talking about this and, you know, we had also recently done uh, The Long Halloween and it was interesting uh, because The Long Halloween, if you uh, hold the book in your hand, uh, it's, it's a, it's a healthy trade paperback. It's probably uh, close to 400 pages. um, And they, they had so much respect and reverence for that uh, book that they split it into two films. And now, if you look at uh, the Injustice storyline, if you look at just the five years and exclude the uh, the Harley content, you're probably looking at close to 2,000 pages of material and that's not including the actual Injustice storyline from the video game. Uh, and so, there's a lot of content there and all of that was put into an hour and 15 minute uh, animated feature. Yep. Now, with that being said, not, not trying to lead you at all, but what did you think of this animated film?
1: Bro, you don't have to lead me. I was already <laughs> at the watering
0: hole. Um, so,
1: okay, honest honest feeling, and, and you may agree with some of this. You may actually like have such a surprised face at me. We'll see. There is a chunk of the movie that is actually pretty fucking good. And it's enjoyable. The dialogue's there. There's, like, pleasant little Easter eggs if you know what to look for. And that's pretty great. There was, and again, this is notorious with certain DC products, and especially some of their DC animated features. That's just, like, you start off so strong. And maybe not perfectly. Maybe you do things a little wonky. Your setup is, like, why did you choose to do that? Okay, whatever. We're quickly leaving from there. But... The, the, like, the middle content, the majority of Act 2 was like, man, this is okay. This is kind of hitting some some pleasant notes for me. This is great. This is cool. This is paying some appropriate homage. I, I can see the relations here. And then Act 3 is like, what the fuck were you doing? <laughs> Earlier, you made the joke that maybe DC was listening to our episodes whenever, uh, or at least that episode, the review of the Injustice storyline. I mean, that that was five different episodes. That was five different episodes. (laughs) This is true. They were listening to it, or at least Google searched that, oh, hey, this podcast called The Superhero Homies is reviewing the entirety of the Injustice storyline. Year was one through five. But they obviously didn't listen to The Superhero Homies podcast because they would have known some of the biggest fucking roadblocks to avoid that they did not avoid. Act three just kind of had me spinning. Just where the fuck did we go? Yeah. Yeah. Like Uh, it it was, it was weird. It was so weird. I don't know, man. What what did you think though? Let let me get your thoughts.
0: So my first view of the movie, I uh, completely hated it. Uh, My second view, I I was a little bit more softer on it, I guess because I knew what was going to happen. I was able to, enjoyed a tad bit more than my first time yeah uh so as a whole though like on the like on the spectrum of the whole thing uh i think it's probably the the worst dc animated film i've ever seen and i've seen i think i've seen almost all of them like i'm having a hard time thinking of the ones i have not seen uh again um I'm I'm kind of in agreement, sadly, because even
1: even though it sounds like I might have enjoyed the second act a little bit more than you, mm-hmm. I mean, what the fuck's the purpose if you can't finish it tightly, you know? And the movie just just fucking tail dives and
0: just burns and crashes, dude. And uh, you know, I was really hoping that this movie was gonna was gonna be a banger because uh, listen, regardless, I mean, uh, like uh, as ironic as this may sound we don't like shitting on stuff. <laughs> we prefer, yeah. we prefer to praise things, uh, you know, and, and, uh, you know, our, our praise is just as intense and passionate as our disdain for things. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, you know, sometimes with that kind of energy, the uh the, the negative can feel so much stronger, <clears throat> even though the the times that we love stuff, it is just as strong. Right. Uh, but it is unfortunate that you know we're we're having like back to back things that just did not hit. You know, I was movies. thinking about that because
1: mm. I was watching the movie, realizing, okay, this isn't getting any better. Yeah.
0: Realizing, man, this is
1: exactly what we're gonna have to be on the podcast now. Mm-hmm. And again, we are passionate about this. So much so that we've been doing this almost To the date, five years strong. Yeah. And, I mean, after that many years of doing this, we ain't going front, you know? Even (laughs) if that does mean we have to be somewhat repetitive with our energy, unfortunately, back-to-back. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, I mean, I didn't want that to suck. DC animated features are dope as hell, except this one.
0: It was a a weird mistake, man. Uh, I wonder... I, I don't know if, if there's someone new that's in charge over all of the animated films, uh, but I, I don't feel like when they were in like what I call the New 52 verse mm-hmm. that, that wrapped up with uh, uh, Apocalypse War, mm-hmm. uh, like, like those chunk of movies, uh, I don't feel like they would have done something like this because this movie, I mean, they really tried to streamline so much content Basically, in an hour and fifteen minutes, and yeah. it's it's impossible. You can't tell the Injustice storyline in that matter. You can you can tell maybe a year and a half of it in that time, like maybe. If, you, if you if you get like just the the shit that you need and trim off right. you know, some other stuff. Right. Uh, but man, to to see an injustice movie completely stripped down of everything and and. But it's what happens that you lose so much, yeah. Like uh, Superman's turn in the comics is very slow, and it's a build up. Mm -hmm. It's not like oh, my wife and kid are dead. I'm an evil dictator now. No, it's it's a slow build. Yep. And same thing with yeah. And
1: and part of the reason it's so fucking powerful is because they took their time, and he developed into this world dictator power. Yeah. Yeah. The movie couldn't take that time because it had an hour 15 time slot.
0: Right. And this is one of those things where I got to be honest, even if they had two movies, uh, it would have been better because they would have been able to pace it out more and include more stuff. Right. But even two movies still would not have been able to do this complete justice. No pun intended. Uh, (laughs) I, I think that, um, yeah, I, I think that like the, the most bold thing to do would have been to make five movies. Oh gosh, see that's an investment. That yeah. is okay. We got this big saga coming up. You,
1: you've heard of it? Injustice. Going to be five movies. Same director the whole time through. Or, or hell. Same voice actors. The even whole time
0: technically, through. uh, I mean, six movies because you want to include the actual story from the uh, from the video game. You know. Uh yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Fuck. So, I mean, like, it would be very, very, um, it'd be a real big investment. Mm-hmm. But if you really believe in your storytelling, which I don't see why DC Animated wouldn't, then you would, you would do it. I mean, obviously you release other movies in between those, but still, uh, if you really wanted to do the Injustice movie justice, then you would, I think, at least dedicate more. You would do something that's never been done before because you would need to with yeah. this property. Uh, For one, that's
1: twice you've made that joke now. Definitely intended.
0: Not a joke, and uh, only where they came to mind. So, yep. For two, I
1: don't know, man. Earlier you said uh, have faith in DC Animated and actually, you know, writing a tight story. After this one and a couple of the other more recent ones that came out after uh, the new 52 finished up their storyline, I don't know, man. It's like, duh. Damn. Exact. Well, I was about to say, that doesn't make sense. Um, Except for the long Halloween. That, beautiful. Dope as hell. I'd watch it again. This podcast definitely, this episode will not be like celebrating that entirely. I promise you guys. (laughs) But I like focusing on that because it was so fucking good. Yeah. Which is unfortunately a contrast to the Injustice
0: movie. Uh, Which other ones have let you down after the New 52 era? Uh, Hush wasn't. Hush wasn't nearly as disappointing as this one, but it was
1: mm. it was a little saddening. That was new fifty two errors though. It was. Yeah, didn't feel like it. <laughs> did not feel like it.
0: That's true. Yeah. yeah. But uh, hush did make me sad. <laughs> yeah, uh, hush was uh, yeah, uh, again because we we've talked about that one quite a bit too. Uh, we did a review on that movie as well, I, I believe. Yeah, yeah. The animated feature, not the graphic novel. Graphic right. novel obviously is great. Yeah. Um. And the animated movie is, uh, i don't think it's bad, uh, and I think that's the difference between that—the uh, Hush movie and the Injustice movie. I think Injustice is bad. Yeah, I think it's a bad movie. Uh, I don't think that Hush was bad. They just really wanted to get uh, interesting with the twist there. Um, and, uh, and another one that you know is—it's is in the same boat as Hush—is uh, the Killing Joke. Um, oh yeah! Wow. You know? Yeah. And how
1: do you fuck that
0: movie up? uh well the problem is that it's such a uh, such a short story that they feel like they needed to add meat to it and
1: uh bro the story stands on its own fucking legs the story doesn't even have to stand the story floats above the rest it's it's earned prize on palm prize you know it's like why are we trying to reinvent the fucking wheel here it works it's round it rolls shit it's good to go don't add a square to it yep Get the imagery. You get the point.
0: Yeah. So coming back to injustice, though, uh, they they follow like a bare bones premise, uh, and, and like you mentioned earlier, it's up until the third act when they just go, you know what? Let's let, let's just do our own thing here. <laughs> and, and in the you third know,
1: act, the movie is no longer the fucking same. Like in the third mm-hmm. act, they they added on some shit that was left over. On on the on the fucking writers' floor, and said, "Ah, this was supposed to be another movie. We we kind of forgot about it. Here we go. We're just gonna put mm-hmm. the shit on."
0: And and again, like I I actually I don't put the blame on the writers. I put the blame on uh, the executive who made the call to make Injustice a single movie. I put the call on that executive because they clearly didn't know what the property was about, and, and how big of an investment it would be to do it justice. To do it correctly, I, I should say from now on. Now nah, you could. good. I'm just teasing. <laughs> um,
1: that's fair. That is a fair. Um, that is a fair hypothesis as to what the hell happened back there.
0: Yeah. Um, Imagine if you were a writer and like you know some bigwig said, "Hey, uh, you see the? Oh, lo- uh, see uh, the- it's very easily imagined. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> like, yeah. You see the Lord of the Rings. I need you to make that 45 minutes. The the, the entire trilogy now." <laughs> You would have your fucking hands full, mm-hmm. uh <laughs> yep. Yep. uh I feel like that's probably what these poor writers were told to do, unfortunately for them and for us, we had yeah. to watch it yeah uh and, and you know, it also didn't do any favors for people who were like um uh, because there are people out there who uh at times they they may watch a superhero movie and say, "That's cool I wanna." delve more and see what the books are about man this uh this movie i don't think it will inspire anybody to go to the comics Nope. yeah even though statistically uh, statistically speaking the amount of people who go to the comics at the single movie is very low it would definitely (laughs) be lower for this movie uh yeah yeah uh, unfortunate um so so uh, we could spend an entire episode talking about all the things that were left out. That, uh, for those of you who are familiar with <laughs> injustice, uh, we can say they left out Alfred, Lex Luthor, the entire Green Lantern yes. War, the Constantine yes. arc with Trigon and the yep. demons. Uh, they left out the world of the gods. Yep. They uh, left. Oh, Martian
1: Manhunter. Don't forget him.
0: Yeah. He actually didn't have a whole lot in the comic either. But yeah, they left him but out. But he was fucking in the
1: comic. And yep. he had a great panel in the comic. <laughs> right. We cannot take
0: that from him. Uh, yep. They they left out a lot. And, and that's just, you know, a, a few of the things. And those are huge things. I mean, huge. Yeah.
1: And the thing is like, what, what's insulting isn't how much they left out. Because when you tell me that a, a story which takes up arguably more than five fucking omnis, and you're or telling me that this story yeah. Oh, excuse me, yes, yes, yes. Uh, five uh, five, years, five years but sure. two omnis, because they collect three in one and, and two in the other, sure. Um, thick ass books. Mm-hmm and then you tell me that these thick-ass books are also supposed to be in the minute 15, I know something's going to get cut. That's not the most insulting uh, you know, right. cream on top of the shit pie. What is the insulting part is what they decided was going to take that shit pie's place. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm like, okay, what the fuck happened? Where did we go wrong? Yeah. Who approved this? And how dare you? Right. You know, yeah. Cause okay, let's let's talk, let's do the setup a little bit better. What what <coughs> the fuck? We missed a lot of stuff in this movie.
0: Yeah, so uh the, the movie follows a, a bare bones uh premise in the beginning, uh because we have Superman who discovers that Lois is pregnant, they're really happy. Uh the next day Jimmy Olsen is killed and Lois is kidnapped by the Joker. Uh, they follow the same the same, you know, setup is is actually done, you know, pretty well for the most part. Right. Uh, you know, they they do the the Joker or the Scarecrow gas and kryptonite combination. Uh, Superman thinks that Lois is doomsday. He flies her up into space and it's there when he realizes that it is not doomsday. It is his uh, pregnant wife uh, who was now dead. And there was a detonator attached to Lois's heart whenever she stopped breathing. Uh, a nuclear device would be detonated, and it destroyed all of Metropolis and 11 million people. And this sends Superman down a dark, dark path. He kills the Joker, and then from there, he his uh, regime uh, begins. Yep. Uh, so, as far as that goes, they uh, they hit everything. Uh, I mean, technically, that you would need to for a setup, but we, we can't skip over the fact that it was done in like 10 minutes. Right. I mean, it, they just went right for it. Let me
1: ask you one question that I would like to know the answer to. Um, and, and, and give me your honest opinion, too, because you, you might not feel as powerfully about this as I do, but I was flabbergasted when it happened, my friend. Why the fuck did they get rid of the Flash? In, in such a dumb way, too.
0: Uh Yeah, so I, uh, I noticed that... Um how could you not? It was All insulting. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, as weird as this may sound, this actually is going to hurt me to say because I really like this character, uh, but it felt like they killed the Flash to make more room for Mr. Terrific, who actually wasn't in the original story. I uh, mean...
1: What, what a shoe-in. What, what a fucking strange setup. But, also, uh, he, he was a combination
0: of both... The Flash and Lex Luthor. Yeah, he played uh, so, both yeah. roles
1: in one story. Yeah. But he could have been Lex Luthor without replacing The Flash, theoretically. Theoretically. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know, that was such a strange decision. Like, early, early on, like, oh, this is how we doing things. Yeah. Okay. What the fuck, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was a, a very weird decision, and he, like his death happens very quickly, and ha, no pun God damn it, <laughs> go to bed a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> go go take a power nap, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Not even a full hour, it's right? Like Thirty tight minutes. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, yeah, man, it was really uh, really strange how like they just killed the Flash. Yeah, you know, Flash. You know, he walks on up in there. Like, I wonder what this is. Oh shit, uh, Jonathan Crane, he's dead. He's Been Jokerized. He gets sprayed in the face and motherfucking skeleton hands come out of the ground. And I'm like, what really grabbed you? <laughs> Did anything right. grab you? Right. <laughs> and then he gets uh, uh, decapitated with a saw. Like, who the fuck set this up? I know, right?
1: What type of, Tom mousetrap <laughs> foolery was this? Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, like, in order for that to work. Logistically speaking, <laughs> something would have had to have been installed in the ground, right? That actually came up and grabbed yeah, the flash. like it physically
1: had to stop. Because, because
0: of where thing. the saw comes out at. Otherwise, it wouldn't make any yeah. sense if nothing physically stopped the flash. So, it was very strange and very like... It, it needed a lot of things coincidentally to happen for that to work. Right, and,
1: <laughs> and what, a, what a time... To do so. It's so early in the movie. You're it does right. not bode well for the rest of the movie.
0: And, and that does lead actually, to another problem with this movie. Is sure. that The fact that it's uh, overly fast paced to the point where the deaths don't mean anything. They don't resonate with you or the characters. Yeah. And that's a shame because that's one of the most powerful points of the Injustice story. Yeah. Is that when someone dies, you feel it. Uh, I, like, Kind of fast forward a little bit here. When, when Ollie dies in the comic, you're fucking devastated. Yeah. You are like, how could you? That's that's when the readers have had it with Superman, and when the readers, as you know, generally speaking, think, all right, Superman, you're beyond redemption. Like what you did to Ollie and the way that you did it, unforgivable. Yeah, and you know, because Ollie's death, the way it even plays out, is from his POV, and his last thoughts are is with his wife, you know, Dina Lance, Black Canary, and th- who also is absent from the movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, as well as Doctor Fate. But they
1: put, but, but they put the Huntress in there, who has all of zero lines.
0: Yeah, so they they include the Huntress, and they didn't give her any of her lines. She didn't have yeah. any lines in the movie.
1: Yeah, don't think that got by me, DC. I noticed that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the Adam. The Adam actually isn't even in the uh, in the comic uh but they put him in the movie and didn't give him any lines either he just died he,
1: he had he had one line his line was ah right you
0: know? yeah it was a blood-curdling scream of death <laughs> <laughs> as he died inside now, the superman's brain not only one man <laughs> heard yes <Right>? exactly yeah <laughs> oh yeah i mean so there were a, a, a lot of changes made um and you know like the 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 more experience of a podcaster I get, the more grace I try to extend things and the, the more I try to look at it and see why they may have done certain things. And uh, and sometimes I can come up with reasons and sometimes I, I can't. I get Fair. nothing.
1: And and that's 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 so true. Like the more that we develop the podcasting muscles, the more it's like, okay. Let's looked at this from all sides. Is there something behind the red curtain as to why this had to happen? Something political? Oh, is this something like this, that, yada, yada, yada? Is this an Easter egg setup for a future? But in this particular case, the cards fall pretty fucking flat. There's not much in defense for a couple of decisions they made this early on. And to speak quickly on a point you made earlier, bro. Their pace had to be out this fucking park. It had to be. Yeah. And again, not to to beat this dead horse again, but way too much for Hour 15.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's that's the biggest sin of the movie.
1: Yeah, it really is, because it sets them up for immediate failure. Oh, yeah. As soon as, like, your plot forces itself to go that fast, you start thinking, okay, how can I make this plot continue this pace? What do I cut? To make this happen. Right. And that's unfortunate. And you can argue with me, but overall, however the fuck you wanna put it, they're trying to cut something to fit it in. Like, they're trying to fit a thousand piece puzzle into a 250 piece shape. Right. And it doesn't fit. It ain't
0: fucking working. Yeah. You can't mash it in there like an angry five year old, it won't work. <laughs> <laughs> The shit won't the go. The imagery is hilarious. way. Yeah. Like, just imagine this
1: five year old on like a table, like get in the Dude, hole,
0: smash and get hammer fist. It was me. I was that five year old.
1: It was actually like a fifteen piece puzzle,
0: <laughs> right. and I was twenty seven. But uh, <laughs> you just look at me. Puzzles suck. Puzzles suck. Like, I know. I have mean. always said that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. But like you said, man, it, it can't be overstated how the time, or the the length constraints, and the pacing of this movie are the biggest culprits. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if those two things could be resolved, then the rest of the movie could uh, unfold in a more natural, organic way that makes more sense. Now, you know, we they, they fast tracked so much to the point where things that should have an impact don't. Mm-hmm. It's like they do things just so that the story can move along and they, they can keep up with their, you know, their own time constraints. And so, like, you know, I already mentioned how when Ollie dies, it didn't mean anything. Yeah. And and no one, no I can't say this enough either. They only mourn one time for one scene. That's when Dick Grayson dies. I was about
1: to say, that was the only time I actually felt something for the death.
0: Yeah. That was the only time. Right. Yeah. And, uh. Of course, they, they found a way to fast-track that. Uh, he immediately goes to Ramakushna. Uh, Dead Man is absent in the movie, so he doesn't get a chance to to die again mm-hmm. a- and for Dick Grayson to pick up the mantle from him. But instead, as soon as Dick Grayson dies, Ramakushna's like, who's Boston Brand? There's no such thing as Dead Man. You're a Dead Man. <laughs> and she makes uh and what's funny is that uh i i can't confirm this because i don't i don't exactly remember but i don't think that he's technically ever called uh a dead, dead Wing. Deadwing in the comic i think he was only ever called there like online i think that's just what the online community called him well so she, that's, she, that's kind of funny she was
1: not hesitant
0: oh oh bro i just thought the coolest new right. superhero name for you <laughs>
1: You were Nightwing, right? Hear me out. Hear me out. But you're dead. You're dead as fuck. Right, okay? right. Uh-huh. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. You're dead, asshole. Uh, whoa, so now, right. instead of Nightwing, uh-huh. bro, you're
0: Deadwing. Uh, Check it out. Uh, m- excuse Miss, miss, miss Ramakushna. Um, Go do my bidding. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> what, what exactly is your bidding? <laughs> true she never actually told him it was just like all right go go what's uh what's confusing now is that because I've seen this movie twice now I still have the same question and that is you know in in that moment when Rama has uh Dick Grayson in front of her she goes you know uh your death you know happened very suddenly and you are basically you can uh, affect things still and she shows him what is presumably to be two potential outcomes one shows uh Raza Ghoul and and uh, Damian Wayne fighting. And then right. the other, we see the Justice League fighting Amazo. Yep. But both of those things happen. Oh, yeah. So, maybe I just misinterpreted this scene twice. Maybe. I, in that <laughs> moment, she says, the future
1: and the present. But the strange thing about that, even from my POV, was that both of those events happened in the future. From her yeah. point yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, they both happened in the future. Yeah, so... Even from the dialogue's perspective, it
0: doesn't make sense. And he also he wasn't there for the Amazo fight. No, so. he didn't do shit for that fight. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he was there for uh, to for the Plastic Man and Mister Terrific prison scene. Yep. And he was there for the Razakul Damian Wayne. Yeah, fight. he was there for the the Goku Teen Gohan scene. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The father man Mayor. That's exactly. what he was there for. <laughs>
1: but their command man was much lamer. It was sweep the leg. got sweep it? Le- yeah. It
0: was there for the karate kid moment. <laughs> all right. It was, it was literally sweep the leg. Ross yep. <laughs> was like my knees. They're 500 <laughs> years old. <laughs> oh, got to dip those in the Lazarus pit. Right. Got to soak those in some Epsom salt in the Lazarus pit. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm going to feel what? that shit in the morning.
1: Why would that get me so good? <laughs> Epsom salt, Epsom salt, salt Man, I'm that
0: old. <laughs> well, you gotta add old people shit. <laughs> then I put some target bomb on, and I'll be good as new.
1: Man, this asshole really is going crazy. <laughs> right?
0: The League of Shadows oh. looking at him
1: like, bro, what the fuck? You just put Epsom salt in this magic glass bath?
0: <laughs> Did you fucking judge me? Go, go kill yourself, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the needs to do it right now, so you do it. You do it yourself. And bring me this month's issue of AARP. (laughs) It's a magazine? You didn't know that? I didn't know AARP had a magazine. I thought you thought they were a company.
1: Uh, Yes to
0: both. Yeah. (laughs) My parents
1: get AARP monthly. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's how I know someone's getting old. It's like, oh, the government gave you AARP? You didn't even sign up for the subscription? Oh, shit. Yep, there you go. Yep hmm Damn. Now you know. You now learned you know. something today. Yeah, I learned something Welcome new. Welcome to the States. Oh, let me
0: <laughs> tell you. Oh man. Uh but speaking of Rosa Gould, who's another uh, new addition that the movie decided to add? Yeah, he made no sense. So uh just like how um Mr. Terrific was a replacement for uh you know Lex Luthor in the Flash, yep. Ross was definitely a replacement for uh Sinestro. Bingo. Easy yeah. said. Yeah. But a very very, very less effective. Yeah, because it was like, okay, we don't have the time or the budget to do the green or, or the the Lantern Corps war, which was one of the most epic things. It was so <laughs> awesome. Yes, yeah. and oh, and also Hal Jordan, he gets his ring taken, and we never see the motherfucker again. Never. Uh,
1: <laughs> Did I guess Superman
0: he... crush that shit? Could, I mean what? Yeah, I I I, I don't know.
1: Cause literally, Hal at that point is just like kicking ass in the field. Or no, he's just kicking dirt over in yeah. the field. He's
0: just like, well, I guess I'll walk my. I ass guess home. I'll walk home. I mm. guess, like, goddamn, I would a pushover, Hal. Uh, but yeah, so it's like because they didn't have the the time of budget constraints or to the resources to do that epic war, they were like, okay, so it wouldn't make any sense if we still use Sinestro. So what? Who else can we use? Ghoul? <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah, they bring him in and um shit don't make no sense. It 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 doesn't, it doesn't. So, you know, in, in the comic, Sinestro works under Superman in a similar way to like uh Infinity Gauntlet, the way that Mephisto is working with Thanos, you know, in the sense where it's like, Yeah, man, I'm here for you, I'm supporting you mm. but if the opportunity ever arises, you know. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That you know, I'm, I'm going to step up, but because you are definitely the one in the control right now with the power, I am going to do the smart thing here. You know, that's that's the kind of energy that Sinestro had, yeah. you know with Superman, same thing. Like he recognized the alpha. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, very much uh, Mephisto and Thanos vibes. Um, but here in this movie, uh, you know. <laughs> Fucking uh, Roz, he was like, like I, I got this amazobot, and <laughs> you're not gonna believe it." And uh, as soon as I don't ask me where I got it from, uh, or don't ask me why I have it. I mean, but yeah, it's gonna be great. He uh, got so, it from
1: the League of Shadows uh, IT department, right? You know? Yeah.
0: So the uh, the thing about the Razagul plot that doesn't make any sense is. He didn't need to join Superman for any of this. Like, you just could have activated Amazo and sent his ass out there. Yeah. (laughs) It would have been the same thing.
1: Like, literally, you're doing this for what fucking purpose? Yeah. Like, you you didn't really get the upper hand on him by allying with him. Like, at the end of the day, you activated the bot, and it didn't surprise attack nobody. It just fucking went crazy. And that's it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh, and by the way, speaking of replacements, Amazo replaced like Bizarro and Doomsday. Somehow. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Fucking both.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get wrong. Like, Amazo is is a. I mean, I guess to give the movie like some form of grace, Amazo is a a very formidable replacement, Uh, a bot that has you know the powers of all the Justice League members. Speaking
1: of which, you know who else we didn't fucking see,
0: bro we Aquaman just dipped the fuck out. Oh yeah, we never got the Atlantis uh, no. portion. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He like said, "Well, I don't
1: like shit happening up here." And that was it. Yeah. And that was like his one and done graceful
0: exit, never to be seen again. Uh Batwoman is also absent. Uh we yep. n- we never get a Batman Superman fight. Nope. Uh we never we never get any super peels. Oh my
1: gosh.
0: <laughs> Bro!
1: Oh, this is making me sadder. Let's hurry this the fuck up. <laughs> we're fifty-five minutes in, bro. We only got twenty minutes to make this shit happen. Oh, Nineteen. I saw that. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! Listening right now. Just look down at the clock. Oh yeah, Kevin's right. Uh,
0: yeah. So they, because they fast tracked the fuck out of this movie, they decided, okay, yeah, we're gonna put Raza Gul in here and you know, for reasons. And we're going to have him, you know, attack Damien for reasons. And yeah, man, it was, uh, it was bizarre. And you know what? Here's the crazy thing, man. It's like the third act. It's not even that. I think the third act in and of itself is technically bad. I just feel like they should have used whatever that was for another movie. Exactly. You could have created like something original with it, bro. Like I said earlier, that was just shit that
1: was on the writer's floor. (laughs) That was like cut and paste from Mm -hmm. another movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because that could have worked for something else, Mm -hmm. but just not this. Yeah. Not a story so well known and documented. Right. Yeah. But I mean, what the fuck do we know?
0: And there's also no real um, sense of time in this movie. Like, how long did the course of this take place? Yes. (laughs) I
1: mean, is there evidence to deny me yes or no? Nope, nope. That's what I thought. There's not. And that's this thing, homies. We're not even joking. There is not evidence. It could have taken two fucking days. Yeah. It could have taken 15 weeks. Who
0: the fuck knows? And apparently, who the fuck cares? And it's like, if you have to fast track a movie, then at the very least, you want to do... You want to abide by the rule of cool because your story, because just just by logic standpoint, your story won't make any sense. It won't make nearly as much sense. So at the very least, rule of cool the fuck out of it. But how? Let me ask you this: How can you rule of cool injustice justice without that epic Alfred scene when he beats the fuck out of Superman, bro? Right, right. That was an amazing fucking scene. How do you rule of cool it? Without the Green Lantern, Yellow Lantern Corps war, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't. Uh, you can't just skip over that. That shit is very much needed. Agreed, dude. Without a doubt, that's that's. Are you having a heart attack?
1: No, I'm good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just something weird attacked like the back of my nose, and it's like immediately some-
0: Anyways. Oh yeah, not, it was uh it was the atom. I told him to find to your brain and it's Oh, and put a, a shard of kryptonite and yep. that shit. Yep. Admittedly That was a good idea. That, that was, was a good actually, idea. That was actually pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, that was some I shit say, that I, was like, if they ever put the atom in the book, that would have been a bomb ass purpose. Yeah.
1: I mean, enough said, that's pretty clean. That's you know? pretty yeah. fucking clever. Yeah. Especially yeah. if he just like aha and just stabbed that shit into right. brain tissue. <laughs> like, ha, fuck you, Superman. Right. Yeah. Like how you permanently Cripple the kryptonite.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kryptonian. Um, I also assume that like whatever kind of uh, advanced chemical compound that uh, fucking uh, Ross gave uh, Superman. Uh, I guess it, it can also break down kryptonite because I understand. I understand the oh, killing. He said what it was. Would you like to know what he gave him? He said some form of chemotherapy. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. An
1: oxidized chemotherapy. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. One that
0: shit was instantaneous. That shit was like he, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I know he's called the atom, but he's not just like a, a, a singular cell. Yeah. Like, it.
1: <laughs> I mean, heaven knows I'm. I'm no chemo expert, but it's like, bro, shit would not activate that fast. Yeah. And uh, and, and you're and, right too. It would not dissolve a physical
0: fucking shard. A shard of yeah of a mineral. Right. Yeah. An irradiated mineral. Like, well, oh, is that why? No. No. I no, mean, no, no. I, I get it. Like, I get, like Not, the radiation can't equal out other radiation. Yeah. It doesn't deradiate. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I mean, it's still a fucking shard in his brain. What, what would have been crim- much cooler is if he just blasted Superman in the face with a fucking laser gun. Like, that would have made sense. Oh, that would have been kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so like, instead of this whole, <laughs> here, breathe this in.
1: Right. Also, if he was just going to turn his ass on Superman, why the fuck did
0: he go to his aid? Good fucking question. I, right? have, I have no solution for that. Right, yeah. bro. You could have released Corvo. What Corvo? What the fuck? Uh, was his Amazo. Name? That's what I said. It what did was... I say? What the fuck? <laughs> Corvo.
1: Isn't that the dude from uh Dishonored? Yeah, Corvo. Yeah, that's the dude from the video game. Oh. Anyways, fuck that guy. You could have released a uh, fucking Amazo. Amazo, yeah. I was... bro. Oh my gosh, my brain went to Kratos before it went God to Amazo, damn. and you just said it. Like maybe I just need to go play a game. But uh, Amazo and let Superman die by fucking
0: brain shard. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. And that shit would have been like, oh, hole in one sinker. Injustice is done. It's Roger Gould's movies now. I, I mean, because you know,
0: yeah. I, I assume Roz's, I assume his ultimate plan was to get all the heroes out of the way so that he's the one who can do what he wants to do, right? Yeah. And I'm like, releasing him there at the Fortress of Solitude would have been perfect because. Batman's team and Superman's team were, were there, so bingo, you can get rid of everybody one fell everybody. swoop with a meso.
1: But apparently, he's just going to give him a blast of breathable chemo and make that shit all better.
0: Yeah, and ha- and I understand again that they're trying to make him out to be the Lex Luthor, and in the comics, like uh, Lex Luthor is playing both sides. But no, no, I'm sorry, Mister Terrific was the Lex Luthor, right? So I don't know really what the, yeah, he was supposed to be the Sinestro Raz al Ghul was. So I don't, I don't know. I don't have any defense for it because Lex in the comic was, was playing both sides of, of the equation. Right. You know, he had to do things for Superman to save face, but secretly he was working for Batman right. the whole time.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is why Lex had to, you know, save Superman's ass, you know, a time or two. Uh, but there's no reason for Ra's al Ghul to have done it here. No. Ah oh, man, yeah. So dumb shit, man. It, it dumb is, shit. and uh, and again, the third act is basically the Justice League versus Amazo. <laughs> basically, with with the quickest,
1: quickest fucking changing of uh, opinions that I've
0: witnessed, bro. It gave mm-hmm. me brain whiplash. Uh, you know what? I guess uh, before we get to uh, to to the epic conclusion of this movie, uh, we do I need to talk about something that I think th- you say. We we should talk about something that I thought was uh, probably one of the better handled moments of the movie, honestly, and that is the the prison breakout uh, when we oh, have
1: that was actually okay. Yeah. I like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: again, that's part of the act two that I was like, oh, okay, this part's pretty, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and you know, it it was similar to the comics because uh, you know in the comics it, what happens is Plastic Man uh, he willingly goes down to that prison because uh, his son. Was taken there, which is that's why he goes in, in the comics. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we get similar moments like, uh, instead of Cyborg being the uh, the prison guard there, it was a uh, Metamorpho. And uh, what we end up having there is the, it's the same scene where Plastic Man is picking uh, the lock and goes, Hey, I found your fucking key, you know, with uh, the middle finger to the camera, yeah. uh, which is pretty funny. Um, but he goes to get his son out of there, and they, they do a really cool twist in the comic where it looks like Plastic Man's gonna make you know, uh, an epic sacrifice so that, you know, he can show his son who he wasn't there for a lot that hey, I do care and I'm doing yeah. this for you. And the son is like, no, literally like we can both get out of here and Plastic Man's like, oh yeah, you're right. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um Plastic Man's like, oh bet. I okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously we're going to go with plan a. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um and, but here in the movie I thought that uh they, they utilized this scene uh pretty well. You know, he goes down there to break out Mr. Terrific, uh, who was forced to make the, the T-Spheres for Superman in this movie. Right. And so he goes to break him out uh, because, of course, Mr. Terrific has to be the one to also uh, play the role of opening up a portal which can draw in other heroes, which is what happens at the end of year five, which kicks off the video game. Right. Um. So yeah, uh, they are able to get Mister Terrific out, uh, out of there, uh, and and so that scene I thought was pretty cool. That that was pretty well done. Agreed, man. That was actually a pretty well put together scene. The fights were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It was good.
1: Uh, Dick Grayson dying is never cool, but of course that's where he did. So you know. Uh
0: yeah oh yeah he dies in in, the, in Arkham yeah yeah, yeah. so mm, yeah 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 um yeah which we didn't talk much about that scene either yeah. Uh, yeah, that um, it, it plays out, you know, uh, mostly pretty much from the the pages as well. Uh, the the, the whole prison scene, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't mind that. Yeah, I didn't mind no. that either. It, Again, uh, that
1: was part of the movie. Was like, oh, okay, this yeah, is, this is hitting it. You yeah, know?
0: It, it was still, you yeah. know, pretty knit together. Yeah. Um. Uh yeah so yeah that that scene played well uh so but yeah both both of the scenes involving prisons or institutes played out well.
1: <laughs> out of context, that just sounds so funny. Yep, man. Both the prisons played out well.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, they went to prison and they came out better men. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so now we can go ahead and get to that uh, the, the third act there, and that is uh, Superman tells Ra's Al Ghul to go ahead and send out Amazo uh, to test him out on a small time because Amazo was basically supposed to be like uh, what was it uh, Ed two hundred nine from uh, RoboCop, you know how uh, how uh, Ed or Ed as, as some people some nerds call him was uh, you know meant to. Uh, patrol you know carefully the streets and, and to uphold the law but he was just a fucking murder bot that RoboCop had to put down <laughs> just murder the fuck out of everybody oh shit now I, I don't want to go off on a RoboCop tangent but man that was such a fucking great The RoboCop is RoboCop is an action movie yes but it is also a satire and people don't get that sometimes it is purposely satirical the, the scene where they're both with their first showcasing e d all right uh like he goes here uh you know room a corporate man here take this gun and and aim it at e d lower your weapon all right now you lower your weapon yeah. right and as you see ed functions very well. lower your weapon <laughs> she, sir my my weapon is lower is it is it do-? you have five seconds to comply <laughs> Three, two. <laughs> <laughs> the guy gets fucking massacred. <laughs> and they're like, I think he's ready. Listen, Let's... <laughs> Let's that's basically what a mazo is here. Right. <laughs> hey. He looked at little boy.
1: You have five seconds to comply. <laughs>
0: little boy said, Ooh. <laughs> did that guy just fucking litter? <laughs> That is what set it off. Yes. That man's paper
1: uh, mist in the bag just fucked up a whole
0: small town of people. That's the cause, man. That's that the guy cause. is to blame. He's yeah. going to jail. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> He's going to the morgue. <laughs> that man was instantly cremated <laughs> in his car. <laughs> his spirit got to Ramavishnu. Ramavishnu was like, I'm gonna tell you, bro. You shouldn't I, uh, have littered. I don't got nothing for you, man. Like you just—you <laughs> shouldn't have threw that yeah. paper, man. <laughs> you picked the wrong day to have that cheeseburger wrapper. I don't know, man. You said <gasps> you're gonna go on that diet, and then <gasps> you said, you know what? I'm at I'm at the fair. I'm as to have this cheeseburger, and then you just threw the wrapper on the ground. See, so you should have. Mm-hmm. You should have stuck with your original plans. <laughs> bro, my cheeks hurt, man.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Oh. Uh... <laughs> Oh. But uh, the movie makes so much more sense if you think about Amazo as uh, as the E D bot from Robocop. Like, <laughs> you know what robot I was thinking of? Not not to stay on this, but you know what robot I was thinking You were thinking about of? the test bot before they made the ED. Yes, bot. the yes. one that's just like <laughs> burn, 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 burn. the one that they <laughs> killed. the one that killed the two engineers and then shot itself in the head. <laughs> yes. yes! Shit's hilarious! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Go watch RoboCop, homies. is a much better movie. It's
1: so fucking good. And the fact that this motherfucker ain't in some penitentiary is a pile of horse shit.
0: Now, oh. now we're combining RoboCop movies. Oh, man. I was just
1: thinking about awesome RoboCop oh, moments, yeah. man. You know? and, and Samuel Jackson is definitely a winner for some For sure. Bro, my cheeks hurt so much. Yeah, Please, we gotta move Oh on. man, my okay. laughter is hurting me.
0: <clears throat> Goddamn. Oh, so, uh, Amazo quickly goes on a, on a murder spree, <laughs> and
1: uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, this shit's not funny.
0: <laughs> well, it was also, you know, but maybe it does make sense. But I don't know the fact that this giant humanoid looking thing <laughs> just lands, and everybody's like, "All right." <laughs> you know, but I, I guess again to give it some grace it's like they live in the world where super people are you know kind of
1: yeah they're commonplace Yeah, like oh you're a superman fan I'm a mm-hmm. batman fan you know he saved my uncle but, uh,
0: I, I also would like to assume that somebody's like that's fucking amazo uh. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the two cops on the force right. just like leaning uh, against the
1: car they're both like on break or something and they're having their cheeseburger like Bro, that's fucking
0: amazing over there. Like, should we do something? Do what? <laughs> I mean... You want me to read him his rights? <laughs> uh, I mean... Yeah, bro.
1: He took on the Justice League. What the fuck are we going to do?
0: Right. Like, we got these little pit <laughs> like, shooters. He is literally whooping Superman's ass right now. What the <laughs> fuck do you want to do? <laughs> bro, I want to leave. <laughs> right. I mean... Uh,
1: my pension plan is not good enough for this uh, shit. Right.
0: Uh, but yeah, so once the Maisel goes on this murder spree, Superman shows up and uh, and tries to put it, uh, an, an end to it. And he tells Ra's Al Ghul to call off the bots. And Ra's is like, "Nah, fam." And then that's <laughs> that he, that's a, that's a quote. That's that exact exactly. quote.
1: <laughs> nah, fam. Nah, fam. I'm disappointed in you, grandson. Nah,
0: fam. Yeah. <laughs> and then he tries to kill his grandson. Yep. Uh, I mean, I guess honestly, that that kind of sounds like Ross, but yeah. yeah. I mean, his grandson is bullshit <laughs> too. Little so yeah, shit. yeah. Damian is a little shit. He's not as much of a little shit in this movie as he was in the in the comic book. Um, oh my gosh, for sure. He yeah. yeah, he was just. You know how people talk shit about Damian Wayne, um, and in the Injustice book, it is very much warranted. Yeah, he is definitely a, 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 little, a little shithead. Shit. Yeah,
1: and and he accidentally, accidentally, but mm-hmm. still. Killed Dick Grayson.
0: Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. It's like, but even though it's an accident, it's like, what was your intention? Like, you threw your billy club at him. Yeah, you whining what? little brat. Yeah.
1: Little piece of shit. Uh, anyways. You little uh, dick piece of shit. <laughs> um. You know you're a nerd when you get pissed
0: off at a fictional character. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Uh, hey, Amen. Yeah. That's, 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 hey, that's how you know you, I guess you're doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so we get the, uh, the amazing fight that starts breaking out during the same time as, uh, the Raza ghoul and Damian Wayne fight. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, as you put it earlier, uh, Damian told Johnny, I mean, uh, Daniel, oh no, I mean, uh, Damian to sweep the leg. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he does, he does so, uh, and the shit works like a charm, yeah. uh, And then, you know, they kind of have their resolution there uh, when Deadwing is basically like, hey, man, you don't have to kill everybody, you fight. (laughs) That is a literal quote. (laughs) That is actually, quite literally, (laughs) yes. Uh, And then he goes off uh, to the great beyond. Yeah, his quest Uh, accomplished. Yeah, you know, because surely he didn't want to say anything to, you know, his surrogate father, Batman, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, which, again, I, I know we said it so many times, but the time constraints in this movie. Mm-hmm. But in the comics, you know, when when uh, when Dick revisits Bruce, that's another touching moment, you know, because uh, they get to say their goodbyes to each other properly. Right. And uh, we never get that here, which means that we never get any potential healing between Bruce and Damien in this mm-hmm. movie. As far as this movie is concerned, that relationship is dead, I yeah. guess, uh, because we don't get the proper resolution there. They just said, "Nope. Fuck you. You're
1: not Robin anymore. You little shit." Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're
1: barely my son. <laughs> you killed my son.
0: Right. Yeah. And they just kind of left that at that. But uh meanwhile during the Amazo fight, uh eventually uh uh Team Batman shows up to help, and meanwhile Plastic Man and Mister Terrific are uh putting the device together that opens up the dimension uh to <clears throat> the other uh the other 51 universes. Um and uh, Mr. Terrific goes in, and we don't know at the moment what he's doing uh, while the rest of the team is trying not to get wrecked by Mazo. But eventually, Mr. Terrific, he comes out with a pretty good plan. Not going to lie. Mm. Uh, he brings out uh, a, a good Superman from, I believe he said, Earth-9. Uh, mm. and, uh, and, and I did chuckle uh, at this joke because the, it was a pretty decent callback. Early in the movie, Mr. Terrific is looking at the uh, the DC multiverse and at the 52 other parallel uh, Earths. Yeah, And Superman's like, what are you doing? And you know, Mr. Terrific tells him, I'm looking at these other Earths. And he goes, "Uh, you know, ours is Earth-1 and there's 52 other Earths. But it's like, you know, but theoretically speaking, the other Earths probably call themselves Earth-1 too. Exactly. That's what yeah. I was thinking about too. Yeah. 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 And, and that's what Mr. Terrific says. And then uh, when he brings out Superman from Earth-9... Earth now, Superman goes, actually, uh, I'm from Earth-1. You guys are Earth-22. And it's like, well, so Mr. Terrific was technically right. The other universes would refer to themselves as Universe-1.
1: I remember someone actually reacted to that, too. Like, oh, huh. Yeah. How about
0: that? (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so we get Superman on Superman uh, battle, and... uh, you know, uh, and I mean, for what it's worth, it is a very entertaining fight.
1: It is, and of course, uh, for those of you who definitely have played the video game, you know the Easter egg that they put in the middle of that fight, where Superman uses his own finisher mm. from the
0: game on himself.
1: Pretty yeah. clever. I didn't catch
0: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, that was pretty clever, and and they did do something similar with uh, with Batman as well, and uh, and in mm. the in uh, the Batwing. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Oh yeah, uh, this car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I forgot to mention they do uh, successfully defeat Amazo, uh, but uh, Superman was so much on his bullshit that he was still going to arrest Team Batman, yeah. and he called them terrorists. But at this point, literally, they had done nothing, terroristic. Right. I mean, literally, like, like in the, the, books in the at comics. This point. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. In the comics, you could make a case that they did some quote unquote terroristic acts, but. In the confines of this movie, no. they literally had no time to do anything. Now, And this is after Superman murdered, you know, a, a club full of young kids.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, the Joker deviants.
0: Right. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Just straight up murdered. Them. And, that, and again, that happens in like year four, I wanna say. Like it's pretty, mm-hmm. maybe year three. It's pretty, you know, it, it, it takes some time for Superman to do that vile act. Yeah, um, but anyways, yeah, they, jump
1: around. they they did, uh,
0: but the Superman and Superman fight goes on, but uh, eventually uh, evil and just Superman gets the upper hand because as he puts it, uh, I know you're holding back and I'm not, um, which
1: actually is a very fair point. It is a very fair that point. I, I got to give that to them because yeah. um, I was even thinking about that on the couch. Like, man, one of these Superman is still the Boy Scout. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, so that was very fair. Um and Batman's uh contingency plan as as typical it was a good one. Mm-hmm. And uh his plan was to have Miss Terrific go in and not just bring out Superman, but to bring out a Lois Lane. And Mr. Terrific finds the perfect Lois Lane. He finds a Lois Lane who had lost her Superman to Brainiac, and this Lois was also pregnant. Yep. Um now I have to give it props and I have to make a a complaint at the same time. My props are that uh, even though yeah, this is very radically different, uh, it is, it's, it's, it's very, it's a good idea. It's a very sound plan to have a pregnant Lois Lane speak with this Superman.
1: True. True. Um,
0: Where, where I have to detract from it is they basically reworked the Oliver Queen and Dina reunion. Uh, when Dina is killed by Superman at the end of year two, mm-hmm. Dr. Fate arrives and he goes, he's, he literally says, fuck Fate, uh, because it's so fucked up what happens. And he revives Dina and he takes her to another Earth where Oliver Queen and their baby is alive, but that Dina had died. And so now there's a reunion between Oliver and Dina. Uh, and this you know, it's a real touching ending for their for their own story.
1: You know, I did not recall uh, that um, heart-wrenching and convenient ending that Dr. Fate had weaved for both of those characters. Uh, but I definitely see the correlation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. And I don't yeah. commend the staff, unfortunately. I, I kind of find that a little lazy. I find mm-hmm. that a little insulting, where it's like, oh, congrats, you just repurposed this. Well, what the fuck was wrong with this? Mm-hmm. But hey, I mean, what what do we know? It's not like the budget was approved for uh, a five-movie contract or
0: whatever. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Which I guess, admittedly, for this storyline, five
0: movies would have been a tad much. It would have been. Yeah. Um, yeah. To be fair. I, I, I uh, would have settled for three. Yeah, I think three, three. three would be perfect—a yeah.
1: trilogy. People love trilogies. Yeah, and <laughs> also like if you
0: do three movies, I think you can you can fit two years in a movie. Yeah, you know, because you have year one, two, and then you have three and four, and then you have uh, you know five, and then the the video game. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that that'd be suitable. But uh, of course, that's not what we got. Hell, like I said earlier. Uh, I mean, I would have taken two movies if possible. It wouldn't have been great, but it would have been, I think it would have been decent. Yeah, it would have be been better. Yeah. I mean, you could forget
1: the the year with the old gods, and I would be okay with that.
0: Yeah. Uh, you can do everything that Tom Taylor did, and sorry, Brian Busciolato, but your years were not quite as good. Right. So, you can do years one through three. I was about to say that then, still gives
1: us a lot. That gives yeah. us the Green Lantern Tour. That gives us Constantine. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm fit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, th- that that is the conclusion of the movie is that uh, Superman and Mr. Terrific said that they're going, going to build a Red Sun prison right, uh, for Superman. Um, not a bad idea. They did the same thing for Superboy Prime and kept his ass up there. So why not do it for Superman? Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's uh, basically that's, the conclusion. Yeah, I don't... I don't know what uh, they're going to do with Superman in the meantime. Him seeing Lois Lane uh, kind of snapped him out of it, which, again, I think, you know, it it makes sense, him seeing a pregnant Lois Lane, feeling the belly and hearing the heartbeat of of the child that he and his Lois never got to have, maybe kind of putting things into perspective for him again. Um, You know, I I get what they were doing. I just, you know, (laughs) unfortunately for them, I, you know, read the comics and I know where they got that from.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Uh, but again, repurposing repurposing that for a uh, you know, hundred and five minute movie, I I understand, but it should have never happened in the first place, which is the thesis for this. Yeah, basically. Um,
1: I don't know, man. It it made me sad. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, I mean. Am I glad that I watched it? Eh? At least I know. Mm-hmm. You know, at least I know.
0: But homies, I, uh, uh, yeah. I do wonder um, what our thoughts would have been on Injustice had we never not only read it, but covered all five years in extensive detail. All of our Injustice episodes, by the way, are like over two hours each. So we have like 10 to 12 hours of <laughs> of us talking about the Injustice comics. And this movie has the audacity to give us one hour, right? <laughs> uh, anywho, uh, it was uh, this was a, a, an interesting movie, but I do wonder, like, what, uh, how we would have felt about it had we not read and covered injustice. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think?
1: I think we still would have seen the movie for what it was. Like, I'm, I mean, fast ass pacing mm-hmm. is still fast ass pacing. Yeah, you know, we would have seen that and been like oh, that smells weird. What the fuck is that? You mm-hmm. know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Like, structure problems with the movie um, still speak for themselves. Exactly. Uh, you know what I mean? It goes back to our Eternals review. Like, you know. And, uh, and also
1: the consequence of such fast-ass pacing. We would have also noticed, like, wait. What the fuck? I just got mental whiplash from how fast these characters changed on a dime. Mm. You know? Like Wonder Woman, how her change of character was immediate against Superman. And same thing with Superman after seeing Lewis Lane, which, granted, between the two, that one makes sense. But Wonder
0: Woman's is like, damn,
1: that shit uh, hit immediately.
0: Her, hers had a, a tad bit of buildup. Like when she saw <sighs> Superman kill all those people, she was like, oh, uh, okay. Okay, you could see the cracks in the foundation a little bit, but that mm. shit was
1: still like, oh my fuck, dude.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It
1: was it was quick for me. It was yeah. quick for me, especially for the story and for what we know of it. But I guess if I didn't know the story, then that would have sit better with me. So mm. yeah, yeah, but yeah man.
0: Uh, but yeah, that is our review of the injustice movie. Um, this is the rare dud for DC animated films. Yeah. Um. Uh, most of them, on a bad day, are at least, you know, decent and watchable. Right. Uh, this is one that I uh, cannot recommend, unfortunately. Agreed. Cannot. Agreed. Um, yeah, it doesn't, uh, doesn't... Let's go watch Apocalypse War again. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. Yes. Um, I think maybe asked you this one before, but it time to be asked again. Uh, what animated feature would you like to see next from DC? Justice League Snyder cut. <laughs> that is uh, that is a very good one. Thank you. Uh, but that is a uh, live action, and we have seen that. I want to see it animated. <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> I mean, if they can continue it animated, that would
1: be great. Oh, the, actually, yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. I didn't even think about that. I was thinking just like, no, give me the same movie again. I want to see it as a cartoon. <laughs> but I could see that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah. Uh if if they could go back to the way that things were before we got, you know, this movie, mm-hmm. I would love to see uh Doomsday clock. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's um, another good answer.
0: Yeah, that that'd be uh, that'd be a really good one. Uh even 3 Jokers I think could be a a, a, a really fun story, especially mm-hmm. because it's mostly self-contained, you know. Yeah. Um and, and also since they've done Under the Red Hood and they've done uh, you know, killing joke and a death, in, uh, death in the family. Um, three jokers would make a lot of narrative sense, mm-hmm. you know. So there you go, DC. Those are two more that uh, that you guys can do. Three jokers would immediately be a lot easier for you guys than uh, Doomsday Clock for the D for the DC employee who is still listening after this
1: entire episode. <laughs> yep.
0: Uh, well, there's probably one who is grateful that we were able to vent his frustrations that he probably hopefully, isn't allowed to.
1: Hopefully, brother, uh, you you are the secret ally for us. You are the Lex Luther, Lex Luther for this
0: team, <laughs> and we appreciate you, um,
1: brother or sister, listening right now. Yeah, fuck yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So, uh,
0: one can, hope. one can only hope, my friend. Also,
1: uh, invite us to go to DC with you, <laughs> or to DC the the corporation, not the city. You get what the fuck I meant? <laughs>
0: uh yes. Um You got anything else on this before we wrap up? Oh,
1: I'm good, brother man. I'm I'm content. Yeah. Yeah. We we got all the frustrations out.
0: I do believe we did. I do believe we did. Uh we promise we'll bring uh better news uh next week.
1: <laughs> next time on Superhero Homies.
0: Uh, let me ask you this before you wrap up this has been something I've been meaning to ask you like for months but because it's so fucking silly I keep forgetting to ask okay uh, do you think that we missed the opportunity uh, to call our episodes issues or do you think it's too fucking corny Do what now what do, what? do you think we missed the boat by not calling uh, our episodes issues instead of uh, episodes or do you think calling it calling them issues oh. would be too corny?
1: It verges between corny mm-hmm. and too on the nose. I like it though. That's the problem. That's the, I like the, it. The problem you know? is
0: that we are also corny. Exactly. Sometimes too it's like too exactly. Corny. That <laughs> doesn't mean it's good, but it does say like. It's <laughs> oh,
1: pretty fucking good.
0: You'd yeah. uh, be like, you know, if you guys go back and listen to issue, you know, three forty-seven, we're not even there yet. If you go back and listen to, <laughs> we're close to it. If you go back we're and close. listen to episode, you know, one forty-seven, we talk about such and such. Yeah. Uh you know, it uh, narratively uh, fits the bill for what we do. But Actually, that's that is fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> if we were time travelers, that's one of the things we would say that's to ourselves. One of the things we'd yeah, have, yeah. yeah. It's like, hey. <laughs>
1: Bro, I promise you. One, start shaving your head. You'll thank me later. <laughs> Two, episodes are issues. Are issues, okay? And we'll <laughs> sit there and be like, what the, what the fuck do we... Oh. Uh, done. Yeah. Can, is it too late to start? I mean, it's, it's not. It's never too late to start. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, hey.
1: I put the ball right here. <laughs> and I just say, oh, man. It's in your court.
0: <laughs> I'm liking this shit. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Yep. Yep. Well, there you have it, homies. Hey, let us know what you guys think. Actually, that would be really dope. <laughs> let us know if
1: you think it's too uh, too corny or, man, if you're just waiting for that next issue.
0: Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, but that is, uh, that's going to be all for this one, guys. Um, as always we appreciate you guys listening again. Appreciate all your comments, all your uh, all your reviews and whatnot. There really helps us out a lot. Uh, so uh, be sure to do all the good stuff that helps us out. Uh, leave please us and thank you. Yes, please and thank you. Uh, leave us reviews. Send us uh, messages uh, of request or whatever it is that you guys want to say to us. We love your communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that would be all for this one, guys. But until next time, my name is Superhero Homie Q. And of course, I am Superhero Homie Kevin. See you next issue.
1: Hey, there it is.